I'm a one man band tonight. I'm a one man band. I got to do the job of <laughs> of Kevin and and myself. And the robot's not helping at all. He hasn't helped at all. He's a slacker. You got to unionize. Well, you know what? The robot uh, union actually uh, is is surprisingly uh, resolute. <laughs> they won't. They don't budge, eh? No, no. No, he's not, he's a tough negotiator. This guy. He just stares yeah, icily in my. I see it in the mustache. I can see. Yeah, he does not. He uh, does not give you much. He just stares at you with those dead shark-like eyes, just glass eyes. It looks straight through you. Okay. Yeah. The robot is creepy. Oh, that's what I was doing. I got sidetracked. As I'm telling you, man, I am not in, entirely. Well, I think we're good now, David. I think we got this sh- this stuff under control. Cool. I'm ready to I'm ready to do this shit now. I just have to um just get comfortable here. You had a long day, buddy. Long day, long day. Long a fun day. day, though. It was a fun day. Yeah? Yeah. When did you have to get started at the, at the show? I had to be there at 2. I left Niagara Falls at around 12.30. I had to get there for 2. Like, they told me the show was going to start at 6. They said, show up at 2 for hair and makeup. I'm like, what are you doing with me for four hours? So I, I got there, and my buddy was there. I'm like, we just left. Like, Let's go get a beer. They don't need us for a bit. And then we just, yeah, yeah. We were, they, they weren't happy with us leaving me. I'm like, I'm not sticking around here for four Did hours. Did they put makeup on you? Yeah, I got, yeah, some... Girl Shauna from she was, I was, she was the first one. She's like I've not done this before, but she had a little section. Yeah, and she put she put so all this jelly. I don't use have I don't put anything in my hair. I just like part it to the side. But she put all this gel and stuff in it, and then she put some brush, some brush. And I don't know what she was painting me with something. And then the photographer came. He said, "Okay, let's go to photos and doing photos and all this kind of stuff." And then I go in the washroom, and my hair looks so ridiculous. I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I look at my face before you took photos of me. You let some, yeah, you just let somebody do yeah, that to yeah. you and trusted that she didn't make yeah. care. Of it looked okay, but there was like one bit that was like flicking up here. I'm like, oh, I'm like, well, the professional photographer and like. So your beauty that you have normally on stage is natural beauty. Oh, natural, buddy. You just oh, do it. You don't put product at all? Just like use your fingers or something or use a comb? I'm just literally, yeah, I just brush it over to the side. Yeah. And it stays there? Yeah. yeah. I, never, I had a product for years. I remember when I first moved to Canada because I came from Spain so I'm like, I was all out of, I, you know, being all cool and the cool kids, what did we do? And they you had, came from Spain, you said? Well, yeah. Well, I lived, born in England but I moved to Spain when I was 11. So okay, I lived so there for a couple England, of years. England, Spain, then Canada? Yeah. And when you when you came to Canada, yeah. where'd you come to? Uh, Lennoxville, Quebec. Okay, yeah. that explains a lot. Uh, this explains a lot. Yeah, the Habs. Is that what yes, yeah. this is why this is why I can't figure out. Like a guy that's English born and then lived in Spain, and then what? How old were you? Came to Canada? Uh, Thirteen. Oh, okay, so this yeah. is it. This no. is it. What year? What year? It was 98. It was when the Habs missed the playoffs for the first time in their history, three years in a row. So it was, I started following the Habs, and it was like, it just won the cup a few years before. And I'm like, they're garbage. But I'm, I love them, but like, they kept, they couldn't, all my friends couldn't believe how even, bad they were. Even more miraculous, yeah. your love for the Habs. But you know what? Maybe, maybe, just maybe, it's what like like uh, solidified your love for the Habs is because you were not a fair weather a fan you 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 paid your dues oh yeah you loved them when they sucked yep and then that's when why now you can't you can't it's got you got to resolve that you can't be budged yeah it felt so i remember they finally made the playoffs they were the eighth seed 
and they played Boston. They were huge underdogs, and that was the first time I'd seen playoffs. It was finally fourth yeah, yeah. watching, and then they knocked off Boston in like and like when Jose Theodore like played his oh, oh yeah, so good, crazy. I can remember it like it was yesterday, sitting in front of a TV and watching it. That's yeah, crazy uh, stuff. Yeah, do you remember the? Oh, so you wouldn't have. So I, before you came to Canada, did you watch the Habs? No, I even know they were. You didn't never know even it. heard of them. Didn't know anything. I came. I came here and I started playing NHL '97, oh, yeah. and I know how to pronounce any of it. I didn't have commentary on the game, so I'm like Stevie Yzerman, Patrick Roy, and like yeah, yeah. Keith Tukachuk. Those are my yeah. favorite players. I'm right, years later, I, like people telling me how you actually pronounce the names. But, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That's cool. And uh, so you would have been a soccer guy oh, yeah. before that, yeah. like yeah. Nottingham Forest was my team. Oh, really? Yeah. Still. Oh yeah. But, yeah, is that another thing? Is that is, is how does it compare to your love for the Habs? Right, in when I was growing up, it was be all. I wanted to be a footballer. I wanted. Like, you asked me what I wanted to do. I was all. Even though I was no, I, I was pretty good, but I wasn't professional. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but I, I still follow them now. But I, Habs trumps everything. everything. E- even this summer, because England got to the final of the yes. Year, as much that used to be the pinnacle, like England winning a championship. Nothing could be a higher sports moment now, but that took second place by far to the Habs. Habs was just like, oh my! Like again, I've just got married, just had a baby, but That's Habs scoring to get to the Stanley Cup final. I don't care what anybody says. That was the highest part of joy and pure emotion. Like that. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. my god! Just that was a great run. Oh, it was so good. We had a Habs fan live across the road, and when they we would get like we would do shows sometimes during the playoffs. I know because I had you booked for them, and you got to stay home and watch the games. <laughs> and they would say uh, we would get a notification that the Habs scored, and then we would just open the door and hear the neighbor across the road yeah. screaming, you yeah. know, because they they they're like crazy about it. It's funny too that like. I just followed the Habs because of where I moved to, but the the cr- crowd does Ole Ole, which is like a soccer channel. Yeah, yeah. And then also, but Nottingham Forest, my team, their sponsor logo on their shirt for years when I was a kid was Labatt's. Oh, really? And like years before I even thought, like, like so there was all the Canadian connection as well, like years before I even thought of moving here or anything. Yeah, yeah. So was your, did you, was your dad's job that made you move all around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, was he a comedian? No, 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 no. He was an uh, insurance guy. It was like international health insurance. So he'd like go to a place and he'd set up like subdivision companies for a company. So it was like contracts. Oh, yeah. So he'd come in to get set the company once it was all set up and running. They'd move on to a different contract, a different place. So oh, yeah. I, I moved a bunch of times. Like even when I moved to Canada, it was like every, once every year or two years, I was moving somewhere else. Well, I'm, I'm feeling now that just from the, this brief conversation that we've had, that this episode that we're listening to right now is going to be like a very Mark Maron-esque <laughs> dig into the soul of David Green, right? I did, I did a podcast with Jeff Leeson one time, yeah, and he was talking. I kept asking questions about my dad. Was he a spy? And like, whenever I told him, he was like, "No, it was a spy." He's like breaking it out. I started questioning it myself. I'm yeah. like, "Are you working for the government? Like, yeah. am I incriminating my dad with things I'm saying right here?" Yeah. <laughs> well, then you realize, no, so yeah. much, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyways, but David, I will grill you and. Most likely get you to cry, <laughs> <laughs> but there's only one way we can do it, and that's uh, when when we do a Dutch Hall show, is that we have to play a little thing. Oh, that we call a theme song. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. 
everyone to the Dutch Hall. We are in the Dutch Hall here in the Pine Grove in the pool shed on a rare Saturday evening because we have a highly sought-after guest, one that I have coaxed and coaxed over years to come. And you used to not be able to do it because of amateur night at, uh, at Showtime, and it was both on Thursday nights. Yeah. But now, because of the damn pandemic and the new show that we have, we can finally have this man in. And he's also uh, just come from um, a big t- a TV taping in Waterford for the Tailgate Talent Show Finals on Eastlink. And uh, so we're really lucky that it all worked out that we can have him in here today. David Green, everybody, is here. And also, David, before we get into, the again, the crying and the grilling and all that. I can't, I can't wait for the crying. We need to in- introduce the rest of the uh, the cast. And in this case, it's only one guy. And it's a guy that is, is uh, we say Kevin uh, Van Dungeon was the most valuable uh, person from season eight. But I believe that this person has been solid as a rock, here for me every week where Kevin is not here today. And that is my good, reliable friend, Robot Dave, everyone. Robot Dave. <laughs> Dave, how you doing, man? Dave. What's going on? Oh, I need to... Oh, uh, he's being... Oh, ba- Dave, this is... You're not, you don't seem to be making much sense today. You're not even saying the right things. Thanks a lot, Pete. There you go. Is that so hard? <laughs> And I'm your host and two-time Presidents Club Award winner, uh, Pete Van Dyke. That's what we have to do. <laughs> Anyways, that's it. I'm spo- uh, That's it for the soundboard for a while because it's too distracting. <laughs> I want to get back to the conversation, but uh, so I was, we were, we were talking about uh, your uh, traveling. Yeah. And uh, how you're, you travel because of your dad's work, and so you had to, you had to, because you're talking already, uh, at a young age you moved to Spain, and, and you're still a young man, you moved to Canada, you're making new friends in every port, right? Sometimes, sometimes I'm making friends, sometimes I'm, sometimes I'm the cool guy, sometimes I'm not the cool guy, it's like, depends where you go. Like, oh, sometimes you're exotic, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and sometimes... Uh, you're weird, I suppose. Well, I looked at when I first moved to Canada. It was 98, so Austin Powers was the huge craze. Right. And when I landed in Lennoxville, Quebec, in this tiny little school, they've never seen a real live English guy before. Oh, yeah. So they're just parading me around the school, like, do it, do Austin Powers. I do the worst, <laughs> the worst Austin Powers. They're like, do I shag now? Should we shag late? It was awful. Yeah. But it's killing. They're killing. They're yeah. dying. They're literally dragging me around from, like, hall to hall, like, do it, do it, do it. Right, right. So I made friends pretty quick at that place. So, right, and it uh, does validate the fact that you can uh, get laughs, right, at an early age? Yeah, that once. That one, because I was there, the, there was the drama teacher who was a huge influence on me, uh, Mr. Ganya. And so the kids are telling me that he apparently does this thing where if you make him laugh, he gives you $500. So they take me and they drag him and they go and they do it, do it, and I do it and he laughs. I'm, oh my God, that's one 500 But apparently it's not, that didn't count. He has to be in a specific time in front of everybody where he's standing there and he's trying to make him laugh. So that was, I had like that challenge to try and make him laugh. He didn't laugh, but I got him close, but that was, but I remember him and like, that was the first thing I'm like, well, I wanted to make people laugh and, you know, perform being on a stage and. Yeah. And also just that challenge, it kind of makes your brain work in that way where now you have to come up with 
on purpose to be funny. Yeah. yeah. Which is not something like, like, you know, you know it too. Like the funniest people you probably know in life are not comedians. Yeah. 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 Like, and those, the funniest people that, you know, if you put them on stage to do comedy, they would hate it and they would panic and they would think about it for the first time in their life (laughs) and it would be awful for them, right? Because they don't think about it. They're naturally funny. It just comes out of them and stuff like that. Uh, But like the, but stand-up in a way, it's deliberate, right? It's like you're trying to make a person do an involuntary response, you know? Like they have to do it. You're going to make them laugh even against their will a lot of times, you know? You know, and... uh, and so, like, for for that, you got to be, like, uh, you know, you got to, oh, fuck, I lost my point there. Do you know where I was going? I got no clue. I don't know if Robot Dave does, but. <laughs> Do you know what I was, what was I even saying? It was, like, uh, ah, fuck. I don't even remember the beginning of it. <laughs> I lost it completely. It's this what happens with the Saturday Night Show, I guess. Uh, but uh, I don't know what I was fucking talking about. Just babbling, I suppose. But uh, we... We'll go back to the, so you knew though that this is, oh, purposefully, I say, but purposefully to do it, like to do something on purpose, you know, to make it, and at a young age to get that challenge, your brain's kind of like wired to work that way, you know, like it has to kind of, I I think it's probably is part of the orange origin story. Like, obviously you have to have a propensity for it. Like you have to have like an interest in it and you, and it has to excite you to do it, you know, which it did. The guy lit you up by giving you the challenge right yeah and then you then you're building the skill like you're 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 then all of a sudden trying to think about jokes like how to do jokes structure yeah right? even, and back then too it wasn't even it wasn't it didn't even cross my mind to stand up to years later but i was in the improv club back then and i don't do improv now but back then there was like the it's improv huge. group and yeah, yeah, now yeah. It was, and it was mainly because like a good buddy of mine who was hilarious and i'm like this guy's hilarious and i see how he makes other people laugh i'm like i want to make people laugh like he does yeah, so yeah. i'm like one of, so we were like the colin mockery ryan styles we do that you know i had the little skits they do together on whose eyes anyway yeah, so yeah. we do that and we'd get huge laugh. but he'd be, he was the star of the show. he was like crushing but yeah yeah, yeah. but it was always chasing that high chasing that laughs yeah yeah but it was also in that school too i saw stand up for like the first time where somebody's final presentation, he did. I didn't realize it until years later, but it was he did Mitch Hedberg jokes. Oh yeah, he was yeah. just doing Mitch Hedberg and like, and and first and I was, first I'd seen somebody do stand up for the first time. I'm like, okay, and but that stuck with me. I've, of all the memories I have, I might vividly remember some guy called Greg doing that. And and he was just ripping off Mitch Hedberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I remember him doing the yogurt joke, lift up, and it's like, yeah. Uh, did uh, and then uh, as far as like not in person but on TV, did you, did you? Did you have any uh, influences that yeah, way? Yeah, it was mainly like in it was audio, really, like CDs, like Dennis Leary's "No Cure for Cancer." Yeah, uh, Jerry Seinfeld's "I'm Telling You" last time, and books. It was uh, when I first started getting interested in comedy. It was, it was more written, like reading online, like Stephen Wright jokes. Oh yeah, yeah. I was a huge fan of Stephen Wright before I even saw him, or didn't even know what he sounded like. You how he delivered. Him. It was reading his jokes. I'm like, this guy's a genius. I love. And it wasn't until like a year later I heard him for the first time. I'm like, whoa! I didn't expect him to sound like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That'll give you a whole new, a whole different. I, I can't. I would like. I've never read a Stephen Wright joke. I've only heard one or seen yeah. it. And, uh, I just don't know how I would, like, how it would look on paper. Cause like, uh, without knowing it's coming out of that guy that looks like he's just a giant brain. Yeah. It's like, you know, <laughs> it's like, it, it would be, it would be, uh, I don't know, 
but like that would definitely again give you another appreciation for how to write a joke. Yeah, right. It was that and. George Carlin's books too. I remember the library looking out that and like comedy and there's a like comedy section and his book Nepalm and City Poly- Silly Putty and Brain Droppings. Yeah, and yeah. again, I'd never heard of George Carlin. I'd never seen any George Carlin. Didn't hear, hear, hear what he sounded like. Yeah. But reading his books, I'm like, obviously, I could see Seinfeld's influence by this guy and the wording yeah. of how it is. It's just so that's, I could see that one because Carlin's like an essayist, yeah. really. Like his his his. Uh, his specials are all um, written pieces that are completely like, like every word is 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 written that way. Yeah. It's crazy his memorization too, how he memorizes like everything. So yeah, and yeah. I really because it, it's very musical too, and like, uh, it, but it was always had to be done just so, which, it, which is uh, not the way I do it. <laughs> yeah, like I, I would, I, I I like it where. Sometimes the night throws the comedian, you know, yeah. like I like, I like a special even where a guy's like, I got to put with a fucking heckler in my yeah. special, you know? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, that's always the part I like the best, yeah. you know, where it's not going as planned, you know? Yeah. That's why tonight was a little, because I've like very short amount of time. Sometimes there's no time to do it, to be loosey goosey and play yeah. the ground, do that. And when I'm, Stop more rigid like that, and like because the best things happen when you're off a track and you go exactly. And yeah. You don't want to be okay. I'm do this joke, then this joke, this joke, but something might happen, and like okay, I got a great joke that will go here, and like yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. Like, like the joke that you have planned next might be a better joke, but because of something's just happened, and your joke is related to that, and people think you're thinking of it on the spot right there, it just, yeah, it just gets not- so much harder. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's exactly, and that's what I think in like a taping for TV or something like that. I see a guy on like a late night talk show or something. They're going to have a polished five minutes. The crowd's not going to interact with them. They're yeah. going to just do it to camera, you know? And then you, there's no wiggle room. Yeah. But it's not the same art form. Because the, the real, like, the part I like about comedy is what you, is, is the part where you, you're allowed to go on off the seat of your pants, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I, uh, I really like Jack White, and he doesn't use a set list yeah. when he performs. He just, uh, goes with what he feels yeah. and even the, the lighting guy and has to follow nice. just like whatever he's going to do he's got to be ready oh he's going to this one i'll do this yeah. um and it, he because he f- says he wants to feel the crowd and then he wants to give everyone a different experience not play the same list sa- yeah. set list in yeah. every city and then i started like kind of like treating my jokes like that same thing yeah. like just so instead of like going in there with a set list like i used to where i know i'm going to tell these jokes tonight yeah. i would be like okay i got all these jokes in my in your arsenal and you yeah. and then i can just like oh they're liking that kind of joke i'll go that way you yeah. know it's so I'm, much more fun to do it that way too. oh and yeah. again I, I did this i flipped i used to be i'd write out my set list over and over and over and i memorize okay i got it forward backwards and then i saw this one larry smith who used to perform at the house of comedy in niagara falls all the time and he just freestyled all go wherever and and I heard Mitch Hedberg I've freestyled his sets too. I'm like I'm, I want to try freestyle. It's just way more fun. It's like I have the jokes. I know the jokes now. And then it's just yeah. okay, what pops into your head. And it's just way more fun that way. Yeah, part of it's that too. I think part of it's you get a f- familiarity with your act where you're like, okay, uh, I don't have to think about my jokes anymore. They're just gonna be there. Yeah. And then it's just a matter of like pulling them out. And sometimes you end up pulling out a joke you haven't told in forever. And you're like, hey, there was some legs yeah. to that joke. <laughs> yeah. you know, I thought that was dead, you know. But it comes out of you because you're willing to go that way. Yeah, yeah. I was. I loved it. Last week I did. This, I did that. I went to a. I had a whole thing. I was going to try to tell one joke because they're only give me five minutes. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to tell one joke, and it's going to take the full five minutes. And that was. It's like more of a chunk than yeah. than a joke. But you know what I mean. Like one subject matter, I'll just beat it. 
for the full five and then that'll allow me to really like flush that joke out but then i went up there and i told like three brand new jokes you know and didn't tell that joke at all you know so it's um it's just because it didn't feel it. I felt oh. like it was. Was it the Kemp Cataract show we did in Niagara Falls? No, not that one. Yeah. Um, it was the one. It was in London. Yeah. I did back to back. I ended up doing my first plan in the second show I did that night. <laughs> I was like, I should probably try it now. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get five minutes out of it though. I only got probably two and a half. <laughs> more tags. I got to write yeah. more tags. But it was fun. That's the th- fun part about playing with. If you're gonna go fuck to to kind of a, a shitty show, not that Cataract was shitty. It was just that it's you know what I like a. One yeah, of those type like, of shows. Yeah, majority of comics in the crowd. Yeah. Then you want to make sure you're working on something, you yeah. know, like trying something out. And that's, and that's, uh, and to make it worth your drive yeah. for fuck's sakes, you know, like. Yeah. I thought of a tag today when I, this morning when I was going over my set and I thought of a tag for a joke and I, I wanted to do it tonight, but I'm like tonight, so I'm already, I'm like, I've like cut it down, cut it down. But I'm like, it's not the time to try it for the first time in a big TV taping. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to so bad, but. Yeah, I know uh, it's not something. Yeah, it's like, like it, and it could be, Perfect. It could, know? but it's not the risk. It's not yeah. the time to risk it. I'm like, oh, it's but, definitely high odds. Yeah, eh? yeah. But at least I've got it now because of going over it. And I'm like, okay, now I got a new tag. Even though I didn't use it tonight, I can use it tomorrow. Yeah. Now you have a baby as well. I do. I do. A real live one. A real live one. You made it with your uh, penis. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I, had, I had some help, but yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how's it going? It's going great. It's going great. She's just turned almost 14 months. So just turned one. She was in the newspaper today. What? Yeah. So yeah, she's a famous baby now. Famous baby. Yeah. What did she get in the paper for? Uh, she was women with the, for the Terry Fox run. Oh. And we did an interview there, and I was there, and they took our picture, and wrote about it in the paper. So was, that was today? Uh, no, it, was on, it came out today. Oh. We did the interview a few days ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool, man. That's yeah. a, that, that, keep that in your scrapbook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Is, are you sleeping? Oh, yeah, yeah. She's, yeah, she's a good she's, sleeper? She's seven till seven now. For it was a while where she wasn't, but yeah, now she goes to bed at seven, wakes up around it's between 6.30 and 7 in the morning. So, yeah. Is your wife pregnant again? Not, no. No? <laughs> no. Because it would be at that around this time, right? Yeah. And she's a good baby, too. Yeah, well, people scare me, though, that they say the second child is the one that goes. Well, that's what happens. Yeah. Yeah, well, the, it depends. If you have a shitty first one, yeah, then your yeah. second one will be better. Yeah. And then it, it's like they never give you the same thing twice. Yeah. They always end up mixing it up so that you have no skills that you can build yeah. on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, whatever you think is going to work for this first one, the second one, it wouldn't work for you. Even if you're. Even no matter what the situation is, they could both be awesome kids, but they're both going to need to be ha- uh, handled differently. Even though they're both awesome, yeah, you know, like, yeah I have no idea. What you, obviously you learn as you go on different stuff. Like, yeah. yeah, I remember when my first kid. I was like, "Oh, like this is how kids are." Yeah. And then you have another, then I had another kid. And I'm like, "Oh no, the, <laughs> yeah. nothing is the same. It's so hard. Yeah. It's so hard. And it's the only job in the world that 100." percent of the people fuck up <laughs> like, i don't know one parent that said i nailed that like i really did a great job of it we all try our best and we all mess it up and d- differently you yeah. know yeah. Got a bigger appreciation from my parents now i'll tell you oh <laughs> my god i remember as soon as i saw my oldest daughter's head uh, come out of my wife i was I I thought to myself, I need to call my mom and apologize. <laughs> I just need to say, I'm sorry. I had yeah. no idea yeah. that I was doing all these horrible things. Like, yeah. you love me this much? Uh. Like, you can't even believe it. Because, yeah. like, uh, they tell you, you know? Your uh. parents will tell you they love you. Yeah. And you're like, I get it. You know, I get it. And then when it's your own, you're like, oh, like this? Yeah. And you're like, no way. 
Like it really is moving. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable. You can't ex- you can't like you know it, yeah. right? Like you can't explain it to somebody mm-hmm. and do it justice, uh, you know. I thought about my kids are both grown now. They're both away at school. And I thought about it the other night. I was just lying in bed. I was thinking about my kids. And I just, uh, you know, like you just become energized with just like love, yeah. for lack of a better word, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like you just think about them and it's like just so great, you know, like that you built this wonderful human uh-huh, yeah. yeah my wife's always taking pictures always send me the pictures but i like at night they both go to bed and i usually, I usually do all my work in late at night but then you go and you look at all the pictures ha ha it's like i was gonna wake up right now and give them a cuddle of it yeah yeah it's something man they, like i am the biggest sucker that they'll, yeah. they'll be like i tell my kids i want you to be responsible i want you to like do the right thing but no matter what if you don't i'm you're going to be able to still take advantage of me fully because I yeah. I don't know how to say no to you. Yeah. Like I'm going to completely give do anything I can to make you yeah. ha- like not be sad. Uh, <laughs> I, like, I learned things too. Like like when she's trying to eat and then she gets stuff and puts it on the end, throws it on the floor, and it's funny the first time. Uh, so I laugh. Yeah, but, but now you've laughed the first, and now she thinks it's hilarious. Or so, so now I'm like trying. No, that's not fun. But she knows I've laughed already, and it's too late. Like it is. It is technically a pretty good gag. Yeah. <laughs> I love when they just hold something, yeah. about, like by their high chair, and yeah. they just hold it there, yeah. and they they know you don't want them to do it. And you're yeah. like, no, yeah. no, no, and then yeah. they just yeah. do it. That that is always hilarious, you know. Yeah. And also, uh, do you notice that kids will just bend over and show you their butt sometimes? <laughs> and they, uh, they think that's hilarious, yeah. too. Like, there's a certain age where they think, sh- sh- like, just bending over when when they're naked and showing their butt <laughs> is hilarious. And it, I can't tell you. it's. An, I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> and also, farts are universal. She finds farts hilarious. I, I go like that, dies, dies laughing every oh. time. Isn't that great? Yeah. <laughs> it, like, I would love to just do a show for a bunch of babies. Yeah. I think I could kill. Like, yeah. I, I know, like, give me a bunch of three-year-olds. Yeah. I'm going to murder. Yeah. And you just do, find one thing that laughs and just repeat that over and over. And yeah. It's always yeah. funny. Silly bum poop yeah. head. Yeah. <laughs> and the crowd's loving it. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Perform for three-year-olds would be awesome. I yeah. could I could crush. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I think I could do well with really old ladies. As well, I'm I'm performing in a retirement home on Tuesday. Oh yeah, I, uh, you do good there, right? Yeah, usually, yeah, yeah. They're fine. They're not not like good for a retirement home. You're not like killing, yeah, 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 yeah. or not killing, but you know. Well, you might. <laughs> uh, I mean, a pee of pants, but uh, <laughs> no, but they're, they're fun. They 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 enjoy it. If you get them into it as well, and. Yeah. Uh, that's funny because you would really make them piss their pants, and there's a good chance that some of them will yeah. die. <laughs> No, that, I, that is a good gig, though. I mean, I'd love to play for a bunch of old people because they don't. Uh, oh, but you know what? Their tolerance for dirtiness is like the spectrum is huge for old yeah. people, right? Some of them have no tolerance. Yeah. A lot of them become more conservative as they get older, so they don't want to hear ba- as much bad language. You definitely. Yeah. If well, I, I gotta be. I gotta be clean, 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 squeaky clean, squeaky clean. Yeah. In a nursing home. Man, I wish there was a filthy nursing home out there <laughs> where they, uh, everyone just liked cool stuff. But, I, did, I did one retirement home show in Toronto one time, and every single joke I had, there was this guy who had, had a tag for every like immediately. And really? Like, I'm like, God, he's like genius. This guy, his brain. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, that's the worst, eh? <laughs> when uh, you got a person that's like heckling you, and their oh. jokes are better than yours. <laughs> oh man, I had a guy like that in London one time where um, he kept. 
he he finished my joke. He gave it a better punchline. Right. And that was the last time I ever told that joke. No, see, you, you, you use it. I've, I, I have a couple of jokes like that where I do it, and then in the joke I say, I did that one time, and then see what he said. And then I say what I said back to him, even though I didn't at that time. I thought of it later. Uh, and I, I say that I was clever on the spot and say damn. it back to him. Cheeky genius. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is a good move, actually, yeah. yeah. I, I think that I've started to do that too because you kind of get bored of your joke and then you've told so many times that the story of the reaction to the joke is better than the joke almost, yeah. you know? Like, uh, for some reason, post-pandemic, um, I noticed that young women at shows are very vocal about sex things. Oh, yeah. If you bring up sex things, and it could just be the coincidence of the shows I've been doing, yeah. but uh, if you bring up sex things, they really um, um, have an opinion. Like I had two girls at one show defend balls oh. that they're I because I said they were weren't attractive and they they stood up and disagreed <laughs> two of them at the same time. I'm like, wow! I, mean, I, I did not see this movement coming. No. You know, that, this is going to be uh, like people are going to start uh, drawing a line in the sand about balls. You know, like uh, they were feeling pretty testy. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I wish I had my rim shot ready on this thing, but. You know what? That's Kevin's job. I'll be honest, I here. had those jokes prepared before. I thought of them when I scrolled them down. So uh, was... Man, where's my room shot? <laughs> uh, like you, you, do you literally have that many jokes that you always go to or do you think that way? Uh, both. Yeah. Both? Both, yeah. I, I've got, yeah. I've got, uh, it has to be a, a muscle. A lot of jokes, a lot of everything, but my brain is constantly looking for the pun. It's not like I'm trying to, just that's my way my brain... Has because I've been since I was a kid. I'm always looking for for the pun. Yeah, and uh, that just was something that tickled you. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's just naturally something that tickles yeah. you, right? And it's, it's, I think it's an English thing too. Like where I used to work at a restaurant in England, it was like my manager at the restaurant and was all day long. We'd back and forth and picking up things and do a pun, and we just back all day long, just trying to one up each other every single day. So Is that right? Yeah. Hey? Jesus Christ! Like your whole life has been training for this, eh? Yeah. But that's the thing. I, when I moved here, though, I didn't know that everybody. I didn't know other people didn't do that. I didn't know puns were like dad jokes, grown, stupid. Like people appreciate them in England, like because it's, it's oh, it's clever. Yeah, well, yeah, but yeah, but over here it's the the opposite. And then like other people like I, I started out in Hamilton. I used to go to Hooters yeah. on open mic on Tuesdays. Like all the comedians there, and we're like, oh, this guy's got a different style of comedy. I'm like, well, why? Why am I different? I'm like, I'm like yeah. yeah. But I don't know how to write. How other people, I just, when I write a jokes, I wrote, because it's written, and when I see jokes, like joke books and like yeah. stereotypical jokes, I'm like, I figured that's what a joke was, and that's what I've always tried to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think that, that it's your honest process and how you became what you are, yeah. which is, it's authentically you, you enjoy it, the crowd can see that, that it's real. And 90% of the time that I've seen you perform, you do very well, <laughs> or maybe even more. I even say uh, maybe even more, David. Maybe even I know, more. You've not seen me enough, then. <laughs> but you are my absolute favorite comic that I've to watch bomb. That's <laughs> because I have had the luxury of seeing uh, it one time, it? and one time only. Uh, but it was just where, a, where was that? Where was it at? It was at. It was, I hate even saying it because it was at Showtime, which uh, which I've also seen you cr crush there. Uh, like I'm not. I'm not saying. Anything negative about you? I, I know. I know. I'm well aware of the times I bombed. But when you did, when I watched you bomb the one time, at show, at, I remember that night now. I remember, yeah. Because uh, I enjoyed it so much. Like, yeah. I, I knew the things were going off the rails for you, and I was sitting back where that little curtain is. Yeah. And then uh, I knew things were going off the rails for you, and then I 
so I I came out to watch, yeah. and <laughs> you were handling it like a pro because I, there's no one, nothing else you can do. You can do, and because like my style of like if you do either it's going to go well or it's going to go. It's not like oh, it's like it's, it's what it, either they hate it or they enjoy it. But yeah, but the funniest part is when they hate it, yeah. and then you. Every, everyone who's worked with you knows where the next the next what the next joke's going to be. If you didn't like this one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're really going to be mad that yeah. I do it again. Uh, when I do it to you again, and if you don't get that, if uh, you don't get the fact that you are you're going to beat this dead horse uh, until you like it, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I mean, I've seen people like not like it. Uh, get uncomfortable for you and then eventually like it because they get how you're not quitting. Yeah, I don't, and, and then that becomes the funny part, yeah. right? Like they, even though they're not a fan of puns, but then they've realized this guy's committed to it. He's, he keeps going and uh, he doesn't. And it's like, even like some of them, like, I know the puns about, but it's like b- bad on purpose. Cause then I make fun of it after and that's where the laugh is. It's exactly. Like, like, exactly. Uh, if you don't get that, you're missing, you're uh, missing it. You know, like the, you, you're doing it. Like uh, I like it, and I don't think that uh, I don't think that. Uh, I, but uh, I mean, if if you don't, but uh, I'm so amazed at the reaction of the crowd because they don't like they when they don't like it, it it, it builds worse. Like it, oh, it's it's so fun I'm to watch. You, one-liners are the same way. One-liner guys, uh, same thing, because they're going to do another one-liner next, and then then the crowd doesn't like it. They're going to yeah. eat them alive. It even happened once at me. The last time I played at Showtime, because they wanted crowd work all night, and I wanted to tell my jokes. Yeah, and that's like, and yeah. and they wanted crowd work, yeah. and so they were. I'd, if I would have disguised my jokes as crowd work, they would have been happy. Yeah. But I didn't do it. Sorry, I interrupted. So, um, I did a show in Innisville like years oh, ago, yes. and I got booked. I had to do forty-five minutes. It was some some hockey organization or something, and so I'm like, I, I was pretty new at doing longer that length of sets back then. So I'm, I'm preparing, get all, get them all memorizing, get all there, and all these puns and wordplay, and then I show up, and they're in the middle of eating, so all round tables in the middle of eating steak dinners. So half of them aren't even facing the stage. Oh. He's like, "Get up now, go now." I'm like, "You're not going to wait, wait till they finish eating." Yeah. But he's like, "Okay, this guy does this, this guy does that," and he's telling me bits about this guy. Go roast him, do that, roast him, and they want to be just roast everybody. I'm like, I prepared 45 minutes of like, like I'm not here to yeah. roast everybody, but that's what. And, they were not a fan of puns like right away, and I got yeah. I think I got like twenty five minutes in, and it was just all you could hear is clink and clink clink clink, oh. and eventually the guy, the organizer, just comes and just takes the microphone out of my hand. Oh, <laughs> it was, oh my god, it was the worst, most cringeworthy thing ever. But I was on a tobacco where I was supposed to headline it. Oh. It's like it's nothing to brag about, believe me. And then <laughs> so I'm headlining the show, and then uh, it's been bad, and then. Uh, prostitute comes in I, I didn't know she's blind but apparently she's a blind prostitute that's what they told me after and uh, she was Irish she has thick Irish accent and she thought that comedy was that she yells at us yeah. and then we have to like tell her that she's a uh, a C word or whatever, <laughs> and then and she's like, "You got me good." You yeah, know? they and, think they're helping. That's the annoying thing. Yeah. Like, all the uh, worst hecklers, they think they're doing you a favor. So the sound guys behind me saying, "Like, Carol, shut up!" Yeah. You know, as I'm, <laughs> uh, you know, because she's interrupting every single line yeah. I try to deliver. And then at some, at one point at the end of the set, this old Polish guy came up and takes the mic from my hand, like I'm, I'm in the middle of a joke, yeah. 
he takes the mic and says, karaoke now. I think I did my job yeah. here tonight. <laughs> I drove two hours for this. <laughs> oh, man. If we didn't love it, it would be, we would have to be put in a, an institution of some sort for some of the stuff we did. The good gigs are amazingly good yeah and then I always tell me when you're at the good gigs like this is why all the bad gigs all the crappy stuff and so it's to enjoy nights like to, like tonight for example like tonight was so fun like to be a part of that and like full crowd and cameras and TVs and lights and all this kind of stuff and yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's, feels it's like your show business yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's great and I, it's true like on those nights where where you're hitting like we have a great audience and everything's hitting it's like it's like there's nothing like it yeah. even like even on Wednesday that uh, when we did the show on Wednesday yeah after that show, I was shaking, performing to nobody. Like, yeah. like, like <laughs> yeah. I mean, a hand, not too many people. I'm like shaking because I got a chance. Because like, it's it's just so much fun. Yeah. Like it's just so much fun. I, I just I you know, yeah, I can't explain it. Yeah. And other people, if you tell them, you were talking about how you didn't know that everyone didn't do that. Yeah. It's the same thing with comedy. You'll tell them that when they call, like I, I can tell them, like when they call my name to go up on stage. I'm not nervous. Like I'm nervous all the time in yeah. my life, and then when they call my name, my nerves go away. Yeah, like that. That's I. I feel energized by it, whereas other people feel paralyzed by it. You know, yeah. but I would think everyone would enjoy doing it. It's fun, right? Yeah. But it, but no, it's like the worst nightmare for most yeah. people. Well, when I when I first started, I had terrifying stage fright. You did. My, my heart would be going crazy. I remember a few times when I first was going to open mics, and I'd, I'd get there early, and then. Five minutes before, I'm, oh, I got a phone call. My aunt's in hospital. I got to go save them. I got to get a thing. I just like make yeah. an excuse, book out of there. But uh, I don't know how many shows I went to. With to over a, that. I went with a notebook yeah. and just sat there uh, and didn't work up the courage to go up. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking years, man. Like, yeah. Embarrassed about it. I did it when I was young, man, too. Yeah. yeah. Just couldn't get the balls to do it until I was like, uh, just gave up hope. Yeah. You know, like you knew you had no nothing more, <laughs> 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 nothing more to lose or, or gain. You know, you just just do it. Yeah. I was lucky. My my buddy signed me up. I don't know if I would. It was against your will. Yeah, well, not against my will, but he knew I wanted to do it. So he's like, I've signed us both up. We're on this we're show. You got to be ready. And he did too. Yeah, he did it too with me. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a good dude. Yeah, good Does friend. he still do it? No, nope, no. I think he just did it at one time. To spur you on. Yeah. Oh man, that's a good friend. Yeah. You still friends with him? Yep, I've not spoken to him in a few years, but yeah, he lives in England. So this is in England. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, and those are the type of friends you can go like a decade between. Yeah, yeah, visits. I see him. Yeah, best friend still. And you yeah. pick up right where you are. one percent. I know, dudes can do that. It's the yeah. best. Yeah, yeah, girls uh, not so much. They, <laughs> they don't have as easy a time yeah. of that. They they get they take it personal when you don't call them. Yeah. Weird, eh? <laughs> <laughs> So you are you are a daughter. You have a daughter. Yep, Charlotte. So that means that you are in the minority, being the only dude, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. So you are. I also uh, fit the same category. My house is full of women, and so you must be able to kind of like you. You must now, having a daughter, look at women differently. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like just even like. Uh, like all the things that women have to consider just to go out in public or whatever, yeah. you know, like your daughter's got to like, like we can just go to a bar by herself, you know, and walk home drunk. Yeah. You know, we can do all that stuff, but your daughter can't do any of that stuff. Like it's there's so much more to consider 
with a girl, right? Mm-hmm. And then you mix in dudes with that too. Already, I'm, she's one. I'm already. Uh, I got a, I got an idea for you. This is what I think you should do, and I, I like it. It's, it's not for everybody, <laughs> but I say your daughter's young now, fourteen months. You just start putting little hints about being a lesbian. <laughs> right? I had a feeling that's where that was going. You yeah. just throw them in there, yeah. little things, you know, yeah. just little things. You just give her a nice flannel blanket to start. <laughs> a flannel blanket, that's it. And then, um, uh, like, you don't even tell her about shaving her legs or armpits uh, or stuff like that until she's 16, yeah. 17. <laughs> she doesn't know, right? Little yeah. things like that will help. Yeah. And then, um, I don't know. Just stuff like that. Yeah. You know, like, uh, you just want to, I don't know what else she can do without sounding homophobic. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm, I'm just not going to say it. Uh, a joke. That's not a good joke. Yeah. That's not a good joke. I'm going to have to stay away from all of my yeah. thoughts now. <laughs> um, I just, oh, it's actually going pretty, pretty fast. It's been a really quick conversation, actually, David. I, I uh, It's been going really quick. But um, I think we... We normally have a segment that we call feedback. We got feedback where oh, where we would uh, wait on. How do I do it? I'm supposed to have a mouse. Sorry. Oh. I'm not saying it to you. It's still my audience. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll just get it through. That's for me. For- the show. All right, the whole way through, I get it. Anyways, I said feedback, and I have to do that when I say it. It was more fun when we had people playing guitars that would do it, but the goddamn nocturnal emissions won't come back in. But we will get them now that uh, it's going to be winter, eh? There are a lot of farmers. I think I can get them back in. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome band name. Nocturnal emissions? Hell yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. You know what's the funniest part about it? It's that like we thought it's just a joke band in a, in a in a pool shed. Yeah. So like we're like we'll call them the Nocturnal Emissions. It's funny, right? And then uh, um, they started getting gigs. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but they're not get they're getting gigs at like golf courses and like uh, martini bars, like fancy places, oh. and they're playing like you know acoustic sets and stuff. And and their name is like. <laughs> oh. Like coming in your sleep, <laughs> <laughs> right? And I, I could, I would be at these fancy places, and I, I'd go watch them, and their names on the like uh, their advertising. Yeah, nice. I think that's so funny that they don't even like because they're like, well, when they started booking gigs, they're like, we have to change our name, like we can't keep doing this. I'm like, no, you have to keep doing yeah. it because <laughs> <laughs> I birthed them, eh? Like I, I created them. Yeah. I have no musical talent at all, but uh, they were assembled. With by uh, my vision, nice. You're the, right. the the Colonel Tom Parker. Yeah, I'm uh, the Colonel Tom Parker, or like that fat guy that f- tried to fuck all the backstreet. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm one of those guys. Yeah, uh, just one of those like horribly like disgusting people that's trying to take credit for other people's talent. Well, one of those people. Yeah, that's me. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty much the, what used to be <laughs> the first seven seasons of my show. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't notice that I'm on it, uh, but now they're forced to. I'm the host of the show. The ratings have plummeted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I want to just we we are we're not going to do the regular uh, uh, feedback. 
but we will just remind people that if you want to tell us how you can make the show better, just give us some feedback at livefromthedutchhallgmail.com, or you can go to Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, all that jazz, and we, you can follow us, reach out to us, DM us, do all that stuff, send a smoke signal, just uh, drive down my driveway, yell in my window, anything you want, tell us what you think of the show, and we will uh, read your feedback on air, and uh, hopefully we can make this show better. And also, I just want to reach uh, tell remind people about our Patreon page. If you go to patreon.com slash Dutch Hall, you can click on our, uh, uh, you can support our Patreon, and you can join our queen, Jen Husko, as our one and only uh, <laughs> Patreon subscriber. And you know what? She's not even in the lowest tier. She's in the middle tier. She's in the middle tier. She's only paying 60 bucks a year, and she's our goddamn queen. We made her the queen. You can be royalty, too, which does remind me of my next question for David <laughs> Green. If you um, if you go to patreon.com slash Dutch Hall. And also, if you're having any trouble uh, achieving your personal goals or um, just living the life that you want to live, maybe you need some better help. Uh, BetterHelp is a sponsor of our show, and uh, they are a great service. Uh, we have used them in our household, and uh, we're we're happy with the service that they provide. They're not uh, a crisis line. They're not a self-help line. They're uh, professional counseling done discreetly online. They're available internationally. No matter where you're listening to this program, you can use their services. Within 48 hours, they connect you with a licensed professional. And if you're not if you're not getting the treatment that you were looking for from them, you can switch. They have a vast database of professionals that are there to help you. Um, please uh, go to betterhelp.com slash Dutch Hall. That's betterhelp.com slash Dutch Hall to get 10% off your first month today by using betterhelp.com slash Dutch Hall. And... Uh, Live, start living a better life today. And the only other thing, you know, you can go to the uh, lifeinthedutchhall.com, click on our Amazon banner, and if you do that before you do your shopping, that bald rich guy gets less money and we get a little bit more. So please thank you to everyone that's uh, done that and uh, keep doing that for us. It helps us out. So that's it. And David Green, before we get into the last part of this show, I just wanted to do your plugs. You have a new show that's out on Facebook. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah. And uh, the name of the show? Live Cuisine with David Green. Live Cuisine with David Green. It's on Facebook Live. Is that on a regularly yeah, out? Tuesdays at 7. Tuesdays at 7. And you can also look for David Green performing uh, all across the country. David is also available for hire for stand-up comedy. And uh, do you have a website or anything? Or? DavidGreenComedy.com. DavidGreen.com. You heard it. DavidGreenComedy.com. And if you want to book a show for fundraising or for just for your uh, to, to uh, generate business for your bar or restaurant, try Spiky Ball Comedy out for size. Uh, go just go to uh, Spiky Ball Live Comedy and uh, reach out to us. We'll make sure we get you a show. And uh, that's it for sponsors and all that jazz. We got it all out of the way. Last question: We talk about uh, royalty, right? Cool. I did a show with you on Wednesday. Yeah, and I've done. Uh, we've 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 run into each other quite a bit over the years at different shows all over the place. This is the very first time since I've known you that you were introduced, and it ha happened twice, where they referred to you as, "Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, uh, Niagara Falls 
comedy royalty, David Green, right? Yeah. And then you come up, right? Now, this was not always the case. They didn't yeah. always refer to you as David Green comedy royalty. No, it's weird. <laughs> it is weird, right? It's very weird, yeah. It, it it is it is like what like uh, I'm not saying I'm not saying anything negative about you but even though this is good mates it's just that because we've been around maybe I don't notice us changing as much as everyone else you know what I mean yeah. do you find that too the longer you do comedy like can you see the changes in you without looking at it's the because it's the fact that there's so many comics that are now younger than you, less yeah. experienced than you, yeah. that now they would they call you royalty, right? <laughs> like, I, I, like I don't know why it makes me laugh, but like every town has a guy with a mon like in yeah. London. Pat Tiffin is the London comedy staple. They call yeah, him right, nice. and in uh, in Hamilton, it's like the Godfather of Manolis. Hamilton comedy yeah. is Manolis, you know, yeah. and then. And then now you have a moniker, you know, uh, like it's just whoever's the guy who'd been doing it the longest. <laughs> Who's the old guy? Is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Who else would be considered Niagara comedy royalty? Do you think? Uh, well, the guys who've been doing it like uh, before me and longer, so, like Mark Matthews, Mark Cinodinos, um, that's probably the main two. Who was, yeah, yeah. Been doing it. Um, yeah. Although Mark Matthews is from Hamilton originally, but Cinodinos who yeah, yeah, Showtime. Yeah, he he would have to be in the in the royal family. Oh, yeah. In, in Niagara Falls for sure. Yeah. It's really weird though. Like respect, because it's respect. Like these, these comics obviously have a ton of respect for you. That's why they're saying that. But it's not easy to take, is it? Oh, yeah. It's, I'm like, I don't know how to react. And then it's like, okay, and then it's like, okay, what do you do when you get on stage? You got to address it, you ignore it. Or something like, something like Yeah. Uh, I get uncomfortable. I don't know how to receive praise from people. It's, a, it's yeah, kind of a strange one. Yeah. Because you're still a young man too. Yeah. It's not like you're like an old wily old man you know yeah. like how old are you anyway just turned 36 last week you're 36 yeah. i even look younger than that to me actually thank you thank you i thought i thought i was 30 turning 37 too for like the, the bunch of months i was i like, thought i was 36 and i got to my birthday i'm like wait a minute i'm only turning 36 i'm so happy uh, oh, <laughs> i just that is a, a year off yeah i'm at it. the point where i'm so old where i forget how old i am it's so depressing yeah i've actually not done the math my birthday is coming up in a couple of weeks yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. No, I don't, 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 actually, don't find out. Don't find out. You don't I know it's between two numbers. <laughs> I don't know which one it is. I really... Oh, three numbers. It could, <laughs> wait, one... No. I'm not... I'm definitely not turning 46. But I'm probably turning 48. <laughs> <laughs> is that right? Yeah. I must be. I ain't got a clue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I'm turning 48. Oh, hell yeah, buddy. You're getting up to the big five O soon. You're yeah, going to figure it out for that one. Got to what? You got to figure it out for the fight when the five O's coming. Yeah, I don't know, I'm sure I'll figure it out because uh, it's like awful, right? Uh, who gives a fuck? Right? Say, yeah, I'm like, again, I'm like thinking when I was a kid, thinking of thirty six year olds and like old men. Now I'm like how I feel. I'm like still like a kid, but I'm like I'm old. I'm plucking hairs out of my beard now. Like why? I'm like, oh my yeah, god! Yeah. Like get heartburn all the time. I'm like heartburn all of a sudden out of nowhere. Like yeah, yeah. I, I love tums now. Tums are like my new favorite thing. Like. <laughs> Never appreciated their chalky goodness before. Oh, yeah, yeah. There is the other option of not eating all those things that make you feel that way. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. well, that's it. Having the kid, too, now, I'm like, now, I'm like, it affects me. I'm like, hey, should I be eating this? Should I do that? I'm like, oh, I'm like, I don't want to die and have uh, a kid. Like, like that. Yeah, when it's just uh, you, you don't Yeah, you, you don't can, even care. Think about it. You don't care. But now it's, it's not just me now. i got responsibilities. 
Yeah. Do do you um do you find like it's made you work harder? Uh yeah yeah I think so. Like uh, cause like the pressure of it, like of of having that human being to keep alive. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's a real thing, you know. Uh-huh. Like uh it's so scary. But then it becomes normal like right away. Well, eh? Isn't that it's just amazing. I, I don't know, I think wistfully about it now. Wistfully, huh? Yeah. I, I wish I could think wistfully about things, so I'd like to Yeah, why not wish try some wistfulness on the drive home. Yeah, you gotta do some wistful thinking uh, of your <laughs> Yeah, I just well like this year my kids left. This year. Like uh, like literally like a couple of weeks ago, they both left from having two to having zero. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's an adjustment, man. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Like they, they can't just take them. They, like, it's nice that they go to university or college or something. Cause then you, you they still come home and depend on you and stuff. Yeah. So you kind of like wean yourself off of caring for it. Like not, yeah. not, not loving them, but you know, like, like wanting to do shit for them all uh, the time. Wistful weaning. Yeah. And yeah. You got to wean it. wistfully. Yeah. Wean it wistfully. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? You know what's a funny thing? I was had a therapist appointment, and I'm talking to my therapist, and uh, he tells me this story, you know, and the story, the way he told it, was uh, it was something that I could learn from. So he goes, uh, "This guy, uh, no, this, it, no, it's an expression, and it's just that um, a bee doesn't spend his time trying to convince flies that honey's better than." shit yeah. is what he said yeah <laughs> and so i go um man you should change that to horseshit <laughs> because it's an alliteration yeah you know i couldn't the message is lost because the joke was i couldn't get over it you should improve <laughs> it'd be a better yeah. saying with the double h uh, there you know you should go with that you know <laughs> and he's like uh park that for a second <laughs> yeah, listen to what i said yeah well i can't turn it off you just like it would be better horseshit right it yeah. would be better yeah, horseshit, yeah. yeah. alliteration honey yeah. than horseshit yeah. you know yeah so anyways i can't but that sort of stuff it's like the thinking part of comedy patrice o'neill i heard him say one time that he's like uh, uh i was uh, i was the funniest before i started comedy is what he said because yeah. i lost my funny once i started thinking about it like because he couldn't get the spontaneity of just being naturally funny because yeah. he felt he was being doing it purposefully. Do you feel that? Uh, yeah, no, I guess, yeah, I can see. I can see but that. you know, when you're just shooting, shooting the show with your buddies and you don't, you're not thinking about it. And then yeah. like you, you get some of the biggest laughs ever. Mm-hmm. Like if you could bottle that, you'd be one of the greatest comics yeah. in the world. Right? Like it's just, how do you do it? Cause as soon as you start thinking about it, it's like, it's like sex or whatever. If you start yeah. thinking about it, you your dick doesn't work anymore. Yeah, you, yeah. you just you lose your power well, when you start to manufacture it, yeah. and then and then, but then you figure out the mechanisms of it, and then you can do it right. Like and yeah. you can get past it, but and you can see that like when somebody will say something one way, you're like, no, if you just twist that around, say that first, and you like that's the way it's supposed to be. Like it's like figuring a jigsaw puzzle. Like this should go there, oh. this should go there, and then it's. Yeah, it's beautiful, right? Yeah. And then and then you know that uh, certain words will work and certain ones won't, and yeah. then you start to notice it's the sounds in the words yeah. that are like people pop for a hard K or whatever it is, yeah. you know, and you're like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. How do these things work? But then people are predictable, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It feels bad sometimes because I feel kind of like I'm, I'm being like uh, manipulative 
like I, which I am. I, we're trying to manipulate them to laugh, uh. I suppose. But it feels like I'm, I'm like uh, being like a sociopath of some sort, you know, like <laughs> yeah. trying because you're analyzing people all the time. Uh. My wife says I'm too judgy, uh. um, but I'm not really. Don't think I'm myself as being judgy. I think of it as being in, like uh, um, observant or uh, uh, intuitive, uh. you know. But that's another muscle that you'd have. You have to learn, right? Yeah. Like, and there's like the fakeness and the phoniness. That, like, you'll do something, you'll say something, and like how you, you like, yeah, how you play it off, and like the more natural you look. But it's like really, like I'm making it seem like I'm thinking of this now or yeah, yeah. thing. But you said really, like you're pretending to be that way just so I can set it up because I know I'm going to do this. And like, yeah, yeah. But and then sometimes I feel, yeah, I'll feel dirty about that. And yeah. then guys like Joe just here, like, will make me feel dirty about yeah. that too. Cause it'll say like, that's a cheap laugh or whatever. Cause you, you made that seem spot spontaneous, but it's an old joke. Yeah. I'm like, fuck you. I'm doing my job. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> the crowd doesn't know. They laugh. And, that's you know? it. and I always love spotting the comedians when they do it. I'm like, the crowd has no idea, but I know what that guy just, I know yeah, what yeah, yeah. That, that was planned. That was not fake there. Yeah. yeah. I, I see what's going on. But it's so, not, it's not the, the more skillfully, you know, more natural you look, the better you are. Yeah, exactly. If you can uh, pull one past the, the marks, like the yeah. people that actually know the inside yeah. business, then you know you got something. Yeah. That's a favorite part too. When like something happens and like it will, they will get a big laugh. Like tonight, I got a big laugh, and then like before the tag, the tag is better than the after joke, and that, like, I got an applause break on the joke. So I'm just waiting. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm, I'm so excited to save the next line because I'm like, I know how much harder it's going to hit. I'm like, ready. I'm just waiting, waiting. Mama, here it comes. It's like, yeah. like, that's my favorite thing ever. Like just when you know, like in advance, like this is they, they're laughing at that. Wait till they hear this next line. You just yeah, yeah. Say, like don't say it yet. Pause, pause, pause. Wait, wait. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. so fun. Yeah, you, you know, um, 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 you know Tom O'Donnell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom, um, he's given. He said this advice, and he does it better than anyone I know. Where he says, "Don't." Uh, uh, let him sit in the laugh for a while, like just pause. Yeah. Like he's the best at just pausing, and the crowd will—he'll get a second laugh by yeah. not saying a word. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Just standing there, and he—he'll like they'll get a, the initial laugh, and if he's not happy with the initial laugh, he'll just wait, yeah. and then they'll eventually laugh again. Like there'll be a second. Like it's unbelievable yeah. his patience that he has up there. I can watch him forever. Like I just yeah. like that's the beautiful thing about comedy too, because. Tonight, like tonight, I get to hear your backstory of like of of how you uh, became introduced to comedy, and how you got to see, uh, like what you thought a joke was, and what uh, how you thought a joke was written, and and, that, and then it makes sense when I watch your act that that's where it came from, you know. And then you see another guy who's got totally different influences, and then the the act is totally different, and then there's thousands and thousands of comics and they're all so different from one another and they're all uh influenced differently and each one of them when you perform with them you can learn from them you yeah. know like it's 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 infinite in the amount that you can do with it this is why i like it so much you yeah. know and, and then it's like the crowd every crowd is different too what they appreciate and what other things it's like okay you got to play differently to each thing and so, oh yeah so it's, many variables it's like poker or fishing or something like that you, yeah. you can do it your whole life you'll never learn the tip of the iceberg of what there yeah. is to learn and so it's always interesting you know yeah. that's just, that's what i think is the perfect thing to do forever because you can do it you're old you can do it yeah. with your like even if you're not uh even if you're not funny anymore like like even if you're like uh 
the way you think is outdated and you're like an old dinosaur and the rest of society hates you, you can find a bunch of other old dinosaurs who are exactly like you that'll like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like, uh, it's, it's eternally, uh, uh, there to do it. It's what makes it so pleasurable. I'm so happy we, I found it. You yeah. Know? <laughs> it's great. So David, this has been absolutely fantastic to have you in here. Thanks so much for having me, buddy. Good times. Um, I'm, I'm really pleased that it finally worked out. Yeah. And uh, I would love to see you bomb again, but I don't <laughs> wish it on you. I don't wish it on you. But it has been one of my great places. <laughs> you can only laugh at a person's bombing when it is a funny guy. Uh, right? Yeah. Like, if you... If 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 you were not a good comic and I watched you bomb, I would feel sad for yep. you, right? When you watch a good comic, you know the jokes are good, you know he's got success, you know the guy's doing it right, he's doing everything perfectly, and yet the crowd hates him. Yeah. <laughs> That's a gift for the other comics. Like that is so funny because it's not your fault, yeah. right? And even when you came off, I remember you took that that. When I watched you bomb and you t- and you came off the stage and I was uh, obviously uh, showing my um, um, glee in, in <laughs> what I just had witnessed, you know, and you you saw me as soon as you yeah. came off stage and you kind of gave me one of the shrugs like, yeah. "What was I supposed to do?" You know, like I had no, I had to do it, uh, and uh, that I that is exactly what's so it's so brave and so uh, fucking hilarious <laughs> and uh and when you and it's it, it was a, a, again a pleasure to watch thanks so much thanks, uh, for thanks coming for me. and uh again everybody if you'd like to reach out to us please give us a message of life from the dutch hall gmail.com or reach out on our social media stuff uh we're happy to hear what you think of the show and uh, go to davidgreencomedy.com and check out where David is. Go see him because he's, well, he's really a good time, really worth the watch. And uh, support live comedy. And until next week, we'll see you on T. See you next Thursday. Oh, hit it. step but I like I had to build this myself yeah. so uh, it's it's a lot harder than uh